guys, welcome, welcome, welcome to episode number six of Nevermind Polly the Podcast. Welcome. Um, I just want to preface this podcast before we begin that me and Reese have no plan for this podcast, so this could go one or two ways. But I'm going to throw it to Reese. How are you doing, buddy? How is life in Wales? I am good. Life is, is, is good. It's been a busy two weeks, which. Explains for no podcast last week. Sorry, everyone, but it's yeah, life. Life gets in the way. <laughs> it, it was it was kind of one of those things where we normally we do like just a behind the scenes. We do like a quick phone call midweek before we discuss what we're going to talk about the pod, and then we do the pod. Neither of those two things happened, <laughs> and I don't know why. It just it got to one of those things. It was like it got to like Monday night, and I was like, "Have you got time to do a pod?" And I'm like. I'm still at work, and you're like, oh, okay, okay, like, oh, okay. It was just one of those things. So, deep yeah. apologies. It happens from time to time. We'll try not to make it a regular thing, but sometimes life gets in the way. But um, yeah, yeah. How's things with you, man? Everything good? Yeah, good. How is? What have you been doing for the last two weeks? Because there's a big gap now. He's what been, what has happened? What is new? It's been two weeks. Well, I got a tattoo today, um, which means I can barely walk. I've got a tattoo on my leg, uh, my calf, which is really great. I love it, but Christ, I suck at being tattooed. Like, <laughs> apparently I sit like a pro in the sense that I'm very calm and I'm very, like, I don't move around too much, but my God, I hate it. Like, it hurts so much. Like, anyone who falls asleep during tattoos, I don't understand you people. You people are mental, you know. I... I have a cause I, obviously the last podcast came out. I was just about my tattoo, so I had my tattoo a week ago, the week and a bit ago, yeah. um, which went really well. And I thought the pain was kind of like relaxing in a way. I don't know, it wasn't that painful. I don't think it's like, yeah, it's not like it's not unbearable. Like, like there, see, there's, there's certain bits of it that's unbearable. But... Yeah, I can see why it's relaxing. Yeah, people it's... find it relaxing and like like addictive. Yeah, it's just one of those things where I'm just like, people who say they fall asleep, like, you're mental. You're all absolutely mental. Um, yeah. I just want to quickly throw out the news before we get too topical and things, because there is a couple of sad bits of news uh, just to report on. Um, frontman of uh, Power Trip, Riley Gailey, um, passed away earlier this week. Uh, the sad age, was he 35, am I right in saying? 34, I think. 34, so really, really tragically young. Um, and if you know anything about um, heavy metal music, you'll know that Power Trip are one of the most exciting young bands to come out in the last couple of years. And it truly, truly sucks that um, Riley's passed away, the front man. Um, I've managed to see Power Trip a couple of times, three times in fact, uh, across download Bloodstock, and they supported Trivium as well. And um, they were just a hell of a live band, and Riley was a hell of a front man, and it's it's a sad situation. And I don't, obviously we don't have any understanding of, of how, how the young man passed away or anything like that, and I don't want to speculate on that, but it's just sad, sad. 34 is no way to go, man. Like, you know... I'm 27 yeah. now. That is no, there's no way to go like that young. It's um, and also the uh, the Black Panther actor, which you're gonna have to throw out to me, Reese, because I can't remember his name. I'm really sorry. It's uh Chadwick Boseman. Um, the 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 guy who plays Black Panther in um, 
in the Marvel Universe. Um, sadly, passed away, I think it was last night or yesterday. Yeah. It was definitely announced last night, yeah. um, going into this morning. Um, I think he was bat- he's been battling uh, stage 4 colon cancer. Yeah, he was 43, I do believe. Yeah. And, oh, God, it puts a shitter on things, doesn't it? 2020 is one of the worst years. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there was, what was there a year? Was it 2016? Where 2016, loads of... when all the celebrities died and loads of people died. That was, that was a horrible year. But this year, just madness. Just everyone. People we don't even know. People dying of the virus. People, oh, it's, it's not a good year. No, but... and that's the thing. Like, it, I, you know, obviously death is something that we all have to face in time to time in life. Um, some people have to face it more frequently than others. We all have to. Um, I think it's just important to keep the people who are around you right now and just make sure you give them an extra tight hug because you just don't know. You know what I mean? Like, I don't I don't want to bring the podcast down too early, but you just don't know what's around the corner. And yeah, exactly. Keep the people who you've got in your life close and tell you... Tell them that you love them often. That's what, that's what I reckon. So and reach out, reach out to people. Yeah, definitely. You haven't spoke to in ages. Reach out to people you haven't spoke to in ages and try and arrange to meet up for a pint or down the pub or just for a cup of coffee or something like that. Because you never know what's going to happen. Definitely. Rest in power to both of those gentlemen. Definitely, definitely. Um, as I alluded to at the start of the podcast, we have no real plan for this podcast um but one thing we did actually notice is this is meant to be the reading and leeds weekender this weekend um so we're recording this on the on the friday is it friday or saturday 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 night um just for a bit of clarity obviously it's going on tuesday so it would have been reading weekend now reading um lead booker marvin what's his face Last thing I forget, I apologise. Um, <laughs> he's put out um, a statement saying there's going to be two main stages and six brand new headliners in 2021. Now, me and Reese have spoken about festivals becoming stale and rotating bands on lineups for ages. So this is kind of a new and quite exciting thing, I think. What are you saying about this? I think it's, I think it's a really good thing. I think it's this. What Download tried to do is they put one name that was new, high up the bill, mm-hmm. and but it's it's Biffy Clyro the headline before, so it wasn't exactly brand new. I think um, if that was a different um, newer band, I think they'd have got a better reaction. But with Reading and Leeds, they've literally said, "Well, look, we're probably gonna this is gonna be a hit on our finances this year, so we're gonna have to be a bit cheaper too." I'm, I'm sure they've been told they'll have to cut cut certain costs. But they've probably looked at the prices of of local uh, like UK bands uh, that can play Reading and Leeds and, and booked some like six. I'm assuming they'll be big, but people who deserve to be headliners because they're obviously new headliners, so they're not going to be. I don't think we're going to get any big rock bands or anything like that. But it could there could be some uh, people at left field in there that might even influence me to go. Someone like um, I'm not even sure. There's, just, there's, just, there's a a whole host of possibilities that people could look at headline. Well, that's the thing. Reading and Leeds are not adverse to doing the double headliner thing. We've seen it before when they had uh, Queens of the Stone Age and Paramore doing a dual double headliner together. They've had uh, Fallout Boy and I do believe it was uh, 21 Pilots do a double headliner together. 
And with the kind of scope that Reading and Leeds have got now, in terms of, yes, they book a lot more mainstream bands, but they do still book quote-unquote rock bands, like Foo Fighters last year. You know, it wasn't so long ago they booked Metallica. I mean, Metallica obviously, you know, is the biggest of the big, but do you know what I mean? Like, there's, It's not out yeah. of their remit to book these larger rock bands. So, with two main stages and six fresh, brand new headliners, do do we think, like, so I've got a few theories on who could potentially do it. One of which um, is Brimming Horizon, which we've spoken about a lot on this podcast, and both publicly and privately. I think they would definitely be in the contention for running. If there's six headliners, I think they're definitely one of them, 100%. Yeah, I think that I think it's almost given that they're going to headline. Yeah, I mean, the, they wouldn't do any other slot. I, I don't think down. I don't think download don't want them per se because of the way they've moved away from their sort of core rock sound. If that makes sense, they're still heavy and they're still rock oriented, but they've moved more into that uh, sort of electronic um indie space more than they have the rock space so they're definitely more of a reading yeah. band versus a download band for example yeah um, but yeah six brand new I, headliners is interesting for sure i think one of them mm-hmm. because the 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 guy that booked it said that um it's gonna be six new headliners but one from last year so i think stormzy is definitely gonna be one so yeah, who who did you play last year? It was Stormzy, Stormzy, Machine, and and Liam Gallagher. Liam Gallagher, that was it. Which, I don't think they'll book Liam Gallagher again. I'm, no, I don't I know. Think, they might. They might do. I think that's really. I think apart from obviously Rage Against the Machine, uh, and to an extent Stormzy as well. I think it's kind of an. Uh, it's a basically Liam Gallagher's though with the weak link in that lineup, but. You know, for as much as I love Rage Against the Machine, and I'd love to see Rage Against the Machine live, a band that haven't done anything for for so long, you know, it, it's the whole system of down effect thing again, isn't it? You know, yeah. are they really relevant in twenty twenty, especially at Lead Reading and Leeds, where they got announced and they were like, "Who's this goth band?" So <laughs> you know, they can't even get their their own genre correct when it comes to talking about them. So. Whether they're relevant or not is kind of, you know, questionable to say the least. Yeah. Personally, I would love to see Billie Eilish headline. I think um, that would be an absolute world-class booking. I think the way they should do it is have um, completely contrasting genres on mm-hmm. each stage. So so I'm guessing the way they're going to do it, I think it's the second stage. Whoever's headlining the second stage is, is going to have a main stage instead. So right. you could have... I don't know. Uh, I don't know who would actually would bring the horizon go against Billie Eilish. I don't know. Well, this is the thing, isn't it? I don't. I don't know whether they're going to do back to back performances, so one plays after the other. Yeah. Or whether it would be like because they do that at Hellfest, for example, they do the one headliner back to back against another. Or yeah. They would do the the download thing where they sort of clash against each other. But then yeah. again, if it's if you're on the main stage, there's two main stages, you would imagine it'd be back to back. I would imagine Possibly, yeah, yeah, probably then. But, but again, it's kind of weird because they've they've got a weird 
set of remit of bands they could pick from. Like they had Kings of Leon a few years back, which Kings of Leon are like, yeah, fine, they're a good band, but they I didn't think they would be a massive crowd puller. For example, just being completely honest, like you know, obviously they pulled a crowd and whatever, but I didn't think they're you know Yeah much um, draw in twenty twenty, but I I don't know what they'll do. I'm excited to see what they'll do because I think I do agree with what the the organizers said. They said we're not just going to book the same bands because that doesn't that is not exciting for them. I think is what they said. No, it's not yeah, exciting 100%. to book the same lineup. Booking the same lineup doesn't make any sense. It doesn't create atmosphere. Like you go in to see what you've known in your head for ages that it's going to be. So it's a bit like like when you see the same bands announced twice, like with the download announcement. Even though I was excited the first time around, the second time around, I didn't have that buzz because I knew it was going to be that. I tell I tell you who I think would be a massive wild card, and I don't think they would because they I don't think they're big enough. But that being said, I'll explain my reasoning in a second. Idols. I think they're headlining because they have just sold out four dates at Brixton, pretty much instantly. Yeah, I know that's nuts. And that's 10,000 tickets, which, you know, granted, running Leeds is like 60,000 tickets. I get it. Like, they're not a Foo Fighters. You know, they're not, you know, they're not selling hundreds but. of thousands of albums. But they are a very, very, whether you like them or not, they're a very hot property at the minute. So if you're having six headliners and say you have two massive headliners, two semi big headliners and then a couple of wild cards because yeah. you've got six you can you can get of, away with it yeah you, exactly you can spread the kind of and spread then the crop a little bit what you're doing then is you're not saying look you've got idols instead of another big band or whatever or some so that people can exactly. moan you're saying look you got your stormzy or whatever your billy eilish and then you can go watch idols afterwards or something it's, and it gives that them a whole new crowd because you'll have people just going to see it because it's a headliner and that's the thing, if you have six, and if they rebooked Liam Gallagher, I feel like you'd get away with it. Yeah. Because, you know, Oasis, you're never going to get Oasis back together. Like, if Oasis get back together, you know, you know, I'll eat my shoe, you know, but that would be the dream booking. So to have the next best thing, having one of the brothers there, is obviously yeah. a big thing, but him on his own, or his brother on his own, isn't that much of an appeal as opposed to obviously have Oasis back. But that being said, if you've got, like I say, five really big or four really big other bands, you know, or other artists, you're kind of spreading the crop a little bit, aren't you? And you're like, oh, it doesn't really matter because I want to go for this band, but oh, he's playing, that's cool, whatever. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and Liam Gallagher could be seen if there's six... And he's uh, if there wasn't sex and he came back, it could be seen as a bit stale because his album's now a year old. Because I think he would have been touring that album, so it made sense for him to be headlining. So now it kind of doesn't make sense for him to be headlining. But ev- everyone's like that though because of COVID, aren't they? Everyone's yeah, I know. But been, you know, I get what you're saying. I'm... But that's what that's why it means to make it makes sense having six. So you're yeah. giving new people who have bought an album out chance, and then you're giving people who missed out on the year before a chance. Oh, right, yeah, I see what you mean. Sorry, I see what you mean. yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, coming coming back to the idols thing, I think they could draw a complete because the way they they set themselves out, they're a very political band, mm-hmm. and Reading is renowned for having like younger people there. Mm-hmm. 
and a lot of young people at the moment are, are quite left and quite all like woke or whatever you call it so and they're quite they're they're very much uh like an activist band so them be on stage they, they can get a big audience they'll be able to come across and be able to get their message out there and um and a lot they'll get a lot of new eyes on them and for a band who basically are incredibly woke and are incredibly like you know they, they don't pull any punches when in terms of their lyrics and their and what they talk about in terms of their songs you know a lot of the dark fruit twitter like them which is a bit, <laughs> like to be honest which is a bit weird because you know i expect a lot of the dark fruit twitters to like you know the catfish the bottlemen and the and the uh the um i'll give you some of my, like indie bands uh, cortinas <laughs> exactly yeah exactly the cortinas that kind of crowd to like yeah. that, but to, for them to kind of be into something that's a bit more hard hitting and a bit more edgy is it's kind of it's exciting but weird at the same time. I yeah, it's a weird one. Yeah, I've just bought tickets to go see Idols in Cardiff. Ah, fantastic stuff! Fantastic so stuff. I'm going there in May. So I'll be seeing them either way. <laughs> I was going to say I have seen Idols to be fair, and I saw them. Uh, they supported Brewing Horizon at the All Point Seas Festival, and um, yeah, they were very good. Like I, I, I sit very firmly on the fence, but I don't. I don't hate them, but I don't love them. In like, people get yeah, very yeah. diplomatic and kind of very like they plant their flag either side of the fence, and I'm like, I'm just kind of like they're cool, whatever. Like they're doing really well for themselves, good for them. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you know, in in a world where there's a lot of rubbish music out there, yeah, um, they're a band that don't make groundbreaking music. But it's a bit better to listen to than on like the, the radio one or whatever than than what's normally on. So yeah, very true, very true. So they're they're actually breaking a mainstream market by not changing their sound too often. They've kept to their punk roots, if you say. But the the only other thing that I slightly worry about with the Reading doing the whole six new artists is they completely ditch the rock. That's my that's my only concern is they just do a complete left turn and they try and take on that kind of that V festival, that wireless crowd because they've got the scope to be able to yeah. say, we'll have six new headliners, but we'll have Stormzy, we'll have Billie Eilish, we'll have Liam Gallagher, we'll have Idols and we'll have, I don't know, uh, trying to think of something head. Chase and Status, and we'll have Dizzy Rascal. I don't know, like, I'm trying to think <laughs> of my head, like, six people, but, um, you know, like, they're just six people who aren't in our world could potentially be the death nail for a rock fan at Reading and Leeds. Yeah, because I don't, because they were all new headliners, I don't see a big enough gap for smaller rock bands to come through whereas rap there's so many ba- so many rap artists that could just come in and headline and that might just kill my kill me and i'll just be like oh i was really excited for that announcement then it's just dead but we'll see we'll see yeah. i think sam i think sam fender could do a job headlining yeah he's that's, that's the thing i don't understand like generally speaking online it's been well received whereas biffy claret being announced for download it's like someone just pressed the big red button for the nuke. 
Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Everyone went into panic and was like, what's happening to our festival? Blah, blah, blah. And it's like, embrace change or your festival you love is going to go under or it's not going to be the same as what it was, you know? Yeah. Because all these bigger bands who are quote-unquote download bands and whatever else are just going to die out. They are. They, they already are dying out, you know? Yeah. Like So you've got to kind of... Fair fair play to Reading for diversifying or at least trying to diversify their lineup by saying, Well, actually we'll we'll bring six brand new acts to headlining status. So then that's kind of safeguarding their future in, in a sense. Yeah, they've got they've got six headliners now for the next few years. Yeah, like, exactly. They the they've set for the next few years, whereas download now have almost put themselves into a corner. Yeah, and because they've even even if even if one of the headliners isn't your thing, you've got five of us to pick from. Exactly. That weekend. Like that's a lot of, and that's only the headliners. That normally, oh, God, yeah. some, some sometimes we're in the leads. I like I was going to go last year, and it was well for apart from Rage, it was going to be mainly for the other bands in the lineup. So, yeah, I, I guess with that six, they can't surely they can't go wrong with six. No, so you, you'd hope not. You'd hope not for sure. For sure. Um, so I just want to, if you sort of couple you, I'm going to just move on to um, on to get me what uh, what was someone called again? I forgot. What someone's called now. Get help, me into. Get help me, me get me into. Help me get me into. That was it. And you <laughs> gave you gave me um, catfish in the bottom. Yeah, it was yeah. catfish, wasn't it? Yeah, catfish in the bottom. I was pleasantly surprised. Really? Very pleasantly surprised. Um, like. Kind of weird, not weird, but feel good music. Yeah, it's just, just chill. Just chill. Bob your head to Emma. Absolutely loved it. Like <laughs> my girlfriend was through driving, driving to the car. She's like, "This isn't like your usual raw music. This is great." What's this? <laughs> I'm like, "This is Reese's fault." Like, <laughs> but no, it's um, it was really good. I really enjoyed it. There was a lot. There was a lot of stuff. That I took away that I was like, this is cool because sometimes yeah. you don't. Sometimes you don't always want massively aggressive music all the time. You want something that's just a bit more chill. Yeah, but I quite exactly. like it. It's got enough. It's got enough of kind of gruffness to it on the guitar end. Yeah, the, the guitar end gives, gives it, it a that bit of bite. Yeah, you know. I think if it lost the guitars, it would be a bit bit wet and whatever but it's got that almost heavy because in parts it's like it almost it becomes so grand and then it just yeah i, I just love it so feel good and I just, I just love it it's like, it reminds me just like kind of good times with my mates and the sun and whatever i i did i did ha- i have to i must confess i listened to the album and i was all the time like i i could almost feel like what a breakdown should be or where a guitar so shitty, <laughs> but then never really was. And like, I was kind of like, oh, yeah. And then I remember I was listening to a catfish from the bottom and I wasn't, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I was like, I'm listening to an indie band. Remember that? You listen to an indie band. You're not expecting. But then once I kind of got past that initial tiny little thing where I was like, expecting the unexpected wasn't going to happen, I was like, this is actually really quite enjoyable. And yeah, I've actually ordered. Um, one of their albums on Vibe. Really? So, yeah. Wow. 
I really like they're they're quite chill. I've got um, one of their albums on vinyl. They're quite chill. I quite I quite enjoyed them to say the least. How did you find Gojira? I found Gojira. Um nuts. They are a very <laughs> very very heavy band. Yeah. I it's something it felt complete uh, I was listening to something I haven't listened to like ever before, like that kind of style. Yeah. Cuz they they don't um emphasize a certain instrument or certain part of the song they they it all kind of mashes into one and you're listening to like the product in total like the whole band all the time it's like a wall isn't it like a wall of noise yeah that's exactly what it is like the this i couldn't tell if i liked the 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 vocals or not but as a whole product the vocals fit so well like what they're trying to do like if you go oh who's got the best vocals you i don't think you'd really say gojira but as a product as a musical product of, of heavy uh, metal music, you've got to say that they're the, probably the best at what they do. They just—they've just got this unbelievable amount of power, and you know, I—I—I I, I think whenever you go to any any live show, whether you're into EDM, if you're into indie, if you're into rap, hip hop, rock metal, it's that—it's that bass in your chest. Yeah, that, that is what makes good music for me it's when it hits you right in the chest and you think whoa like Gojira have that as a package yeah it just hits you so hard in the chest and you just I was think, whoa what, what was that you know yeah I was listening to the album Magma yeah and my the volume wouldn't go up enough to like you know when you want to turn it up more but there's no volume you want to feel that you you do want to feel that in your chest yeah it didn't it didn't it did not sound loud enough. Like, yeah. nuts. They They're are such a good band. crazy. Who, who are you giving me next week? Well, on the subject that I just, uh, you know, I just bought tickets to them. I'll give you di- idols. Okay, cool. I'll go have a, on idols. Like have a deeper dive. A deeper dive on idols. Okay, I am gonna give you. Um, I want to. I want to die. I want to dial it back a bit. I want to dial it back all the way to the seventies slash eighties. Okay. I'm gonna give you Led Zeppelin. Oh, okay, that is Led Zeppelin is a band that I have not gone hey. in, in and enough. Nice. Okay, because like I thought, what have we done? We've done like we've done like two contemporary bands each. I was like, I want to go like real old school, like bring it right back. Yeah. Oh, so I've got idols and you've got Led Zeppelin. Nice. That's really <laughs> fun. <laughs> I'm I'm excited because I don't. I've never really had a reason to listen to Led Zeppelin. I felt like I didn't need to go back and listen to their music. Yeah. So I kind of thought I knew all the hits, but probably I don't, and I probably should have listened to them I mean, that's a bit the more. Thing. When you have, when you have music at your fingertips in terms of Spotify and, and everything else. And especially with your peers and things and everyone pushing you saying the, the the hot new thing and you know this is the brand new thing you have to say this is new 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 all the time. Like you're constantly being fed content. Therefore like you kind of lose sight of the stuff that's already gone sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Which I think is, you know, it's important to go back and just check that stuff out because there's some stuff that is, you know, gem worthy. Yeah, there's probably know. stuff in their in their back catalogue that I probably like more than their hits. 
because it's probably a bit more out like left field. Like I probably just haven't looked enough deep into their into their back catalogue. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Okay, so I've just completely as I said, this podcast is off the cuff. Now I asked uh this was a while ago, so bear with me everybody. I asked on my Instagram for a Q and A, right? So I'm going to do that Q and A with Reese now on the pod because <laughs> this, is, this is how we're doing it. We're going to the fly. So I am going to try and pick some questions out of this Q and A, which is going to be able to, which Reese is going to be able to relate to. So I'm going to start with if you could make a five piece band from any band member who's passed away, who would you choose and why? And you've also got to make a band name up. I'll also ask <laughs> oh my god! Well. I'll answer the question as well. So I've already, I've already like re, I've read these questions before. So I'll start on this one. So I'm gonna go with the Rev for Revenge Sevenfold on drums. Yeah. I'm gonna go with Paul Gray from Slipknot on bass. I'm gonna go with Dimebag Daryl on lead guitar. Right. Another guitarist. Another guitarist. Another guitarist. Don't take it. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna come back to I'm gonna come back to a guitarist. Singer. Who could Oh, okay. I'm gonna go Chester Bennington on lead vocals. But another guitarist who passed away. Um I don't know. Fuck it. We're going as a four piece, and we're going to be called. We're going to be called. We're going to be called. What we're going to be called? We're going to be called. We're going to be called. Ah! <laughs> uh, <laughs> you can't think now. They're going to be called the Spark because I'm looking at the Edge Carry set list above my head. That's really cool. There we go. That's a shit band name. That's what I'll go with. Who are you saying? Oh, I'm, oh, I put me on the spot now. Um, this is the best. <laughs> I've actually forgotten the the drummer from Rush. Uh, Neil Pert. Neil, yeah, him on drums. Uh, Randy Rhodes, guitarist. <gasps> Motherfucker, that was a shout. Yeah, nice. <sighs> Bass. Ah. Uh, uh, Bassist, I don't know. Um, who would I go bass? Who's a dead bass player? <laughs> I know this. Ooh, um, didn't Pete Steele from Typo Negative play bass? I'm not sure. I'm gonna Google that. Talk about yourself. I'm gonna Google it with my phone. Um, and then sing. I'd go Chris Cornell. I thought Chris Cornell. To be fair. Um, but bassist is out. I tried to keep it kind of like a. I think they'd all they'd they'd mash quite decently. I know he played guitar. No, he did play bass. He did play bass. Yeah. There we are. You can have Pete Steele. He played bass. Yeah, there we are. Okay, so question. Next question: The worst band you've ever seen live? 
Well, <laughs> I've only seen. I've only been to download, haven't I? But the worst that were there. The worst band you've seen at download. I don't want to say anything controversial. Ah, don't um, about it. It's fun. Nothing controversial. It's all cool. White Snake. <laughs> oh, I mean that's that's pretty. Yeah, that's. I can imagine why that would be pretty terrible. People who haven't seen White Snake recently and have just not seen them for ages are going to be thinking, "What? Why?" <laughs> So I would say the worst band I ever saw live was a Japanese band called Fact, as in like fact, not fiction. Um, yeah. And they were just terrible. They they came out there like sort of this weird hardcore, I think. And basically, there was a guy who brought like a xylophone thing out. Midst it was it was just awful. Um, yeah, <laughs> bad for fact. They were. Terrible. Another um, band to shout out in that is is Bad Wolves. Were not were quite bad. Yeah, yeah, they weren't amazing. <laughs> so, so, this is a really horrible question. I have to say, you have to save one band from a burning building out of these two. Right. Which do you save? Blood on the dance floor, or Lost Profits? That's just not bear, a fair question. Bear in mind, I did not write these questions. These questions came on my Instagram, so blame my Instagram followers. Do I have to answer it? Mine's, mine's, I, I, mine's, I mis- mine's open and shut, like 100%. I'm, I'm just saying, I lost profits because the rest of them are Welsh. <laughs> and then mine's I'll murder him. pretty similar. Lost profits because only one of them is a paedophile. Yeah. Um... So yeah, that's that. <laughs> okay, so sorry everybody, I have kind of stolen this one from the Jack Mate podcast, but you know what? It's an absolute fucking question. What's your go-to festival meal deal? Festival meal deal. That's 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 the question. That I as guess. in, as in, like what um, you'd eat at a festival. Yeah, if you you, you oh. pick, pick see so like if you're picking a sandwich. We'll go down the meal deal route. Picking a sandwich, snack, a drink, what you get? I don't like meal deals, though. What? I don't. Because <laughs> there's mayonnaise and everything. I'd probably go with a ham sandwich. Oh, that is poor. Okay, you better, better make this. No. How <laughs> you, you better make this better? That's poor. Um. Don't. Well, either a ham sandwich or sometimes I think they add like the chicken, uh, the hot chicken pastry pie things in the meal deals okay nice maybe one of them instead and then I think I go with either a can of monster what, what monster just the the original yeah okay Great. or yeah or either a monster or probably a I don't know uh, or like a I have no clue. I don't have meal deals ever. When everybody gets meal deals, I'll go get chicken for the chicken counter at, Mo- at Tesco because that is better. I'm sorry. It is better. And you should just do that in, in the future. I don't care that it's cheaper. Just go with the, t- the chicken counter. That's better. But um, And then the snack, I'd probably get a... I'm not going to say popcorn because... <laughs> <laughs> If anyone watches that Happy Hour podcast, they'd know. Um, yeah. Poor Stevie. Oh, I'm, I'm dragging this out now. I don't know. Maybe a twirl. A twirl, twirl bar. Okay. 
So mine's 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 simple and to the point. Mine's either I'm a wrap kind of guy for a start. Right. Either I'm going chicken season wrap. Okay, that sounds nice, but I don't wouldn't like it. Or chicken and bacon wrap. <laughs> depending yeah. on my mood, either one of those. I'm then going for either a Mars bar or I'm going for a twa for a Twix. And I'm either going for a full fat Ribena or I'm uh, going for a Coke Zero. Okay, I, I rate the, the full fat Ribena, not the Coke Zero. I love full fat Ribena. I absolutely it's so it. nice. Although, I found that sometimes the light ones are actually nice. I just, I, I wish they made it a little bit stronger. Yeah. I have to say. You're right. Uh, are there any bands that you weren't a fan of when you heard them on record but got converted upon seeing them live? <laughs> Conjure. Yeah, I mean, that's a fair shout. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, I don't know. I think that was it. That's probably it. Because I think everyone I went to see didn't have time to see anyone I didn't really have an opinion on. See, what. I have I have two, so I have this question, which is would be Deftones. Never really got into Deftones on record, apart from White Pony, because I'm not a complete monster. Yeah. Um, <laughs> after seeing Deftones live, I totally got it. Like it totally clicked, and now I love Deftones. But bands who I was a fan of then saw them live, and now I'm like, yeesh, you're a bit oh god, um, Fallout Boy. Oh, yeah. I really liked Fallout Boy, and then I saw him live, and my god, it was a fucking car crash. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Um, cool. So, what other questions have we got on here? Um, okay, what is the definitive greatest summer album? Summer album? What defines a summer album, though? It was released in the well, summer. It. it if you right, so I'll set the scene right. You're at home. You got family round. Everyone, it doesn't matter. Everyone's into the music. It doesn't matter about the music. Everyone's into it. it doesn't matter too much. Right. So you got a barbecue going on. Have a few beers. What album are you putting on? This one right here. Which is the balcony by Catfish and the Bottle Man. Nice. <laughs> nice. I bought it just for that reason because I love it so much. It's just such a good summer album. Such a feel-good album. Mine would be E. Well, it's, there's about three. To be fair, it's either blue, green, or red albums by Weezer. Hundred percent. Right. I've not gone in on Weezer. Huh? I've not gone in on Weezer at all. Oh, I've not really heard anything from them. I love Weezer. I love to hate Weezer because they're brilliant, but also. They're fuck River, Rivers Cuomo is fucking mental, and he's <laughs> he's just the most mental human being. But um, yeah, so I'd definitely say a blue album. Name one band you could wish out of existence. One band, yeah. has to be a band. Okay, could wish them out of existence. They never happened. Can't be an artist or an artist or an artist. Cardi B. Nice, nice. And someone from our world? Uh, um, if we're going band, then probably, I'd probably say. I'm not sure actually. 
Um, you go first. I'm trying to think. Okay, so an artist out of our world who I, who I would wish out of existence would probably be um, someone terrible who just makes terrible music. I don't know, like a Rowan Keating or someone like that. They can do right. Yeah, because just terrible. Who needs that? Uh, actually, no, I changed my answer. Not Rowan Keating. Uh, Westlife. That's all. <laughs> okay. And a band from our genre of music who I wish out of existence. I would say. Uh, again, problematic, but it's. Only because he's a problematic person, but I'd say Pantera. Ah. Uh, because Phil Anselmo is a problematic individual. Yes. On the basis of, of Pantera's music, because Pantera's music is fantastic, but yeah, he, he's a problematic human, so I would get rid of him on that basis. My mind's gone Pantera, blank. I'd just get rid of Phil Anselmo, basically. My mind's gone blank. I cannot think of anyone. That's fair. I, there's no bands I hate from our, our, our thing. Oh, well, you probably go. You probably name me a few, and I go, ah, oh, yeah, take them out. Oh, yeah, and then, but I can't think of the top of my heads. Um, Next question. Uh-huh. <laughs> Next question. Okay, the majority of them, and then like YouTube related. So, oh, there's one here. Um. So this is kind of aimed at me, but I'll throw it to you as well. Uh, so you've spoken about your love for Black Sabbath before. If you could pick one album from Black Sabbath to listen to for the rest of your life, which album would it be? Mine, <laughs> mine's open and shut, like with this, I think. I no clue. I, 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 I think it's a toss-up between Volume Four and Masters of Reality. But mm, I don't know, because then you're losing out on Paranoid, aren't you? As well, and the first album. Oh god, it's so difficult. But yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with one of one of those two. But yeah, that was our in impromptu Q and A. I hope you all enjoyed. That, I, that was a bit of fun for y'all. I got something I want to throw at you. Go on. Which is off, just completely random. Should I open up my photos right now? Because I just it's sort of a new segment over the last week, which is basically I'm going to throw you like five random facts. Okay. So the first one I'm going to throw at you is that heavy metal and classical music fans have pers- a similar personality traits. I can see that. So. Although the the music is like couldn't be further apart, mm. a study done by I, forgive me if I pronounce this one, Hereriot Wat, Watts University in Scotland. <laughs> uh, a Welshman tries to say a Scotsman's name. Love yeah, um, both groups tend to be creative, uh, at ease with themselves, and introverted. But I'd argue that not everyone is introverted in the R scene. I think they just are introverted about it in front of other people. Once I they're think, around. I think we, we don't help ourselves sometimes, though, with the way that we conduct ourselves. 
not us personally, but as a collective of people. Yeah, yeah, we got more. We got more like elitists than any other. And just grieves. genre, I think. Like yeah. self-confessed <laughs> grebe right here, but grebes, man. Like. <laughs> Next fact. Go on. Loud music causes you to drink more in less time. Really? Yeah, apparently. In 2008, a French study found that loud music in a bar setting leads you to drink less in less time. The research was conducted in bars with 40 males, 18 to 25 years of age, who were unaware that they were being observed. Only those who who ordered draft beer were included. With permission from the bar owners, the researchers would... manipulate the music sound levels before choosing a participant results improved the was improved the higher sound levels led to increased drinking within a shorter amount of time and we're getting some of my favorite one of my favorite ones here according to the british naval uh, officers they play britney spears song Oops, I did it again, and hit me baby one more time to scare off Somali pirates. That is hilarious. <laughs> off the out of Africa's east coastline. Because apparently they have a strong dislike for Western culture and music. That is and, fucking brilliant. And the lyrics drive them crazy so they leave. That's <laughs> actually hilarious. Yeah, That's I don't. actually hilarious. Don't ask where I found off these facts. I'm, I haven't fact-checked them. This is just... <laughs> Someone could be like, oh, that's not true, dude. But there we go. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go my whole life now thinking that's true, and I want it to be true. Please be true. Do you, do you ever Have you ever had someone tell you something which is a lie, but you've convinced them that it's truth? Like, what do you mean? So you've got younger siblings, right? Yeah. So I'm I'm the oldest in my family. So my sister, who's four years younger than me, when we, when we were really small, I convinced her for literally years that if the car exhaust ever fell off, the car would explode. Nice, son. You she believed that for the longest amount of time, and she confessed this to me literally a few years ago. I was like. You did realize I believed you for like so long, and I was like, "Oh, I like I said it is like a chuck away comment once, and yeah, she just being you know the older bigger brother, she just assumed that you know what? Why would he lie about that? Like, do you know what I mean? So, <laughs> yeah. it's just, like, it's it's fun to uh, to mess around like that. So, if you yeah, that to any I, of your siblings, I I couldn't name you what I've said to them, but all the time, all the time. <laughs> I, I mean, I have... I can't even know how many siblings I've got. Five, I think. <laughs> Your parents just ask like, right, so you just forget how many siblings I'm five and I'm the oldest. <laughs> um, and the rest of them just... Yeah, I just tell them a load of rubbish. And they believe it. <laughs> it's, it's just the best, isn't it? Like, like I'm yeah. saying that Santa isn't real, but I would definitely check, kids. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, anyway, next fact. Um, System of Down's name was inspired by uh, Darren. I've forgotten his name now. Well, I can't even read. That's the one. Uh, poem called "Victims of a Down." 
but they went with Sisima down because the album could not sit it closely to Slayer's uh, Slayer's records in store bins. Yeah, I I did know I didn't know that actually. That was something that I did know as fact, or I at least I I know that to believe that to be fact. Yeah, until someone says, "Nah, that's real rubbish, mate." <laughs> 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 no, that's that one sounds that one sounds like it could be true. Just although you'd think that they they they've got to have chose system of down something to do with the fact that they like against the system kind of thing. Like surely they didn't just go ah yeah. <laughs> Was well, just the way that it begins with S. I'm just looking on their Wikipedia. Yeah, Wikipedia's not going to help you. <laughs> it might help. Uh, init- no, yeah, no. Oh, here we go. So, yeah, they're initially called Soil. After Soil split up, uh, Tankian, Ojanian, and Malakian formed a new band, Sister Down. They, they took its name from the poem that Malachi had written and titled Victims of a Down. The word victim was changed to system because Ogianian believed that it would be a much wider appeal after a wider audience, a record alphabetically to the hero Slayer. Yeah, you're exactly. That there we go. actually true. There we go. We've, we've fact-checked it. I mean, we haven't fact-checked Wikipedia, but we've got two sources now. Let's <laughs> <laughs> say that. Um, fact checked it, fam. Fact checked it. Yeah. Another another fact is uh, that when uh, Motorhead's Lemmy tried to follow Keith Richards' lead and get his blood changed, the doctors refused. They said Lemmy's blood was so toxic with drugs that normal blood would probably kill him. <laughs> Which is nuts. I don't know how that works. <laughs> Again, <laughs> fact check me and say that would be a load of rubbish. I'm a doctor. I, but, I, I would love that to be true, though. Yeah, like. no. I, <laughs> how would it? Oh Jesus! I guess like the, your your blood's like got used to your body being so toxic, so like new blood would be like shock to the system, and then it kill you. I mean, that's just me speculating, but I mean, like there there is like the stories of obviously Lemmy of just like you know he he drink a bottle of Jack a day. Yeah, and I just think that's you. You just. I do think that your body becomes, in the same way, like, if you're super athletic, for example, yeah. your body becomes conditioned in that way. So I yeah. feel like it could work in the opposite way. He's conditioned drink himself. Yeah, he, like, his, his liver has kind of got to the point where it's like, oh, well, here we go again. Like, you know, if you're never, if you're never sober, I guess... Yeah, kind of, you never feel the effects of being. So, do you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. You feel the effects of being sober, so it's just one of those things where it's just like it is what it is. That's and now we we are down to the last two facts, which are probably my two favourites. So the whole Beatles mm. watched George Harrison lose his virginity and cheered when he finished. I mean that's gotta be true. <laughs> I mean... They they were in a in Hamburg, Germany. When George Harrison brought a girl back, he did the dirty underneath the covers while the rest of them were in their bunks in the room and cheered him on. <laughs> I'm just gonna throw out there. I think the Beatles are pretty Tory. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> what makes you say that? I don't know. 
I just think they're a bit Tory band. I, just, I don't know, I could just imagine them being a bit Tory. I've got no I've got no basis to back that that statement up. I just Wasn't John Lennon quite happy though? Yeah, I don't know, yeah. Yeah, maybe <laughs> maybe a bit wrong. But, but I just I don't know. Back then I don't know, you know. It's just I don't know, I've just got this image of them being Tories, I don't know. Did they vote for Margaret Thatcher? That's the question. Yeah, no, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and then we have finally my favourite fact of all time. Don't know if it's actually fact. It seems like it's fact. Um, basically, David Bowie, who I love so so much, mm. I love Bowie. His diet during the mid seventies. Consisted of only red peppers, milk, and cocaine. Yeah, that's got to be true. <laughs> I just love that's, that. That's, that's too amazing not to be true. Nothing else. He just gets out into the after a show on a big table. Someone's got a load of cocaine, a load of fucking milk, and and peppers, red peppers, not any other color, just red. Why peppers though? Yeah, why red peppers? I mean, they're the nicest of all the peppers, but still. I just, it's a, so, okay, so let me just break this down. So he's got the peppers, which are obviously hot, yeah, and the milk will neutralise the peppers, yeah. Yeah. Because that's milk neutralises things in the stomach. And then the cocaine, just because the cocaine is there. Yeah. So my, my, my question is, if you're just eating peppers, but then the milk is... If you're, if you're eating peppers for the heat... I think the co- I, th- I think we're missing... The cocaine is probably numbing all this. Like, <laughs> Yeah, probably true, yeah. And I guess it wasn't just cocaine he was taking at the time. Yeah, true. Allegedly. <laughs> yeah, allegedly. Allegedly. We weren't there, allegedly. We, we weren't there, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's that- just a mental thing. Yeah. Okay, so if if you were in a band, what is the most mental thing you'd have in your rider? If I'm in a band, um, if you were in a band, if you if you were the lead singer in a band, what's the most mental thing you'd have in your rider? Um, Actually, no, I'll change the question. What is five things you'd have on your rider? Five things that okay, Jaffa cakes. Okay. Um. Bye. No, oh, there's a big story about that in in school. I was like some Jaffa cake addict. Is this going um, to sound like a Mars bar story again? No, no, no. That, that's completely... Just I love um, love Jaffa cakes just so much. I was just around for like three years as being the Jaffa cake man because I I had an addiction to Jaffa cakes. I mean that's our that's our podcast title, the Jaffa cake band. <laughs> 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 oh god, um, probably. Um, uh, the uh, the Cat in the Hat DVD. Fine, <laughs> so random. It's a good film. I actually think I might get um a tattoo that is Cat in the Hat themed because I just love it so much. That's mental. Okay. Right. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> then I'd have most put acid on the table so I could watch Cat in the Hat with acid. I'm joking. <laughs> Nice. No, um, we'll we'll put some. Well, what else do we have? I mean, you can have an acid. You're a rock star. You can have acid. Okay, yeah, okay. We'll have acid to watch the um the cat in the hat 
with while I eat my Jaffa cakes. They'd like morph into my mouth and they'd like become one. And I would become the Jaffa cake man. Um, <laughs> this is so mental. <laughs> then I'd have, um, uh, I don't know. Oh, KFC. I'd have like a like hundred um, mini fillets with gravy. Yeah. And then I'm on my last thing now. Yeah, you're on. yeah, last thing. Uh, I'll go with uh, vodka and monster. So shit ton of it, a big, big bucket of it. Nice, fair, fair. <laughs> what would be yours? Okay, so mine. If I could have five things on a rider, I would start out with just the biggest case of. San Miguel. Ah, just it's, a, it's, it's a good lager. It's a good lager. It's the best beer. Um, so I'm starting out practical, then it gets bigger, a bit more crazy. Um, I would then have... I'm, I'm going to switch it up and say I want a person as part of my rider. Can I do that? Right, where's this going to? Where's this going now? So I, I'd want an onboard photographer slash videographer so right. like, everywhere we go is being documented. So that's, that's the other thing. I was. I'm gonna I'm gonna hire a guy or a girl to uh to photograph and video everything we do, so we can make okay. like, cool like documentaries and shit. Right. Think about, think about that money all the time, you know. Think about the hustle. Um, yeah. I would like a black card for Nando's. No, not Nando's. Uh, Domino's. Sorry. Uh, so anywhere you, you go for a different route with me. Here we go. Get myself a Domino's, hundred percent. Um, I would then have uh, a, a a health. I'm gonna call it a healthy supply of cannabis. I'm gonna say healthy <laughs> supply. Um, just because I kind of want to have like a bit of a Snoop Dogg vibe going on, right? Know? Just like chilled out, like you know, eating pizza, drinking beer, smoking a bit of weed. Um, and then we're going to to five. I don't know. Are we up to five? So San Miguel, the camera one, cam person, Nando's, Nando's, not 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 Nando's, Domino's, Domino's. weed. So see, one more, and then I want. I want a life-size cutout of Richard Dawkins for no reason whatsoever. Okay. <laughs> so I can talk to it and ask it all the questions. I, you know what to talk back. I just want to say, for the record, with the acid comment, I've never and will never take acid or any of the drugs in my life. I love that you're covering your ass. I love it. <laughs> my favourite thing. I, being honest, I never have. But... Your boss, I heard your podcast, Reese. Uh, you've been taking acid again, <laughs> my boy. <laughs> oh. Oh, dear me. And that pretty much brings us to the hour mark, which I think is a pretty, pretty stellar job, considering we had no plan for this podcast. So if you've made it to the end of uh, this podcast, tweet us. Tweet us. Um, acid, the Jaffa man. Acid, the Jaffa man. 
Acid Man Jaffa. Yeah. Acid Man Jaffa, even. Yeah, we'll do that. Yeah. Tweet us that if you've made it to the end. Um, yeah, apologies for last week's pod uh, not being there. Hopefully, this has made up for it. Um, any final words you want to say? I am the Jaffa Cake Man. I come from your town. And I will I hunt you down. <laughs> He's literally lost the plot. Um, we will see you next Tuesday, hopefully, if everything goes to plan and racism actually becomes the Jaffa Cake Man. <laughs> uh, that's going to be your new thing now. I'm going to call you Jaffa yeah. from now on. So, um, yeah, we'll see you next Tuesday. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Bye.